Hi, this is Carol Miller, and welcome to our Get the Let Out calendar. On September 3rd, 1970, Led Zeppelin's audience at the San Diego Sports Arena was so noisy between songs that Jimmy Page gave up trying to tune his acoustic guitar. He was trying to play his acoustic instrumental, Ronoror, but he couldn't hear over all the crowd noise. Robert Plant told off the audience. In case you couldn't make it out, Robert said, he can't tune the guitar when it's only an acoustic guitar. You've all got acoustic guitars at home, and you know what it's like trying to play it with the television on. On September 4th, 1970, Led Zeppelin played to a capacity crowd at the Fabulous Forum in Inglewood, California, their second concert at the L.A. area venue in six months. When that Fats Domino song was Zeppelin's choice for an encore, they had no idea that a tape of the show was to be released unofficially. Bootlegs usually angered Zeppelin's manager, Peter Grant, but he did seem impressed by this particular recording. That was recorded by uh, radio transmitters, and that's transmits outside to a mobile recording track. On September 5th, 1966, Rolling Stones founding member Brian Jones was at a London recording studio recording some solo material for a soundtrack album, A Degree of Murder. One of the studio musicians on Brian's album was Jimmy Page, who played some guitar with a violin bow that was suggested to him by a fellow studio musician. One of the violinists came to me one day and he said, have you ever considered playing the guitar with a bow? And I said, well, I don't think it'll work. And he said, well, here's my bow. Would you like to try? And I said, absolutely. So I tried it and... Uh, I could see there was massive potential. By September 6th, 1968, the members of Jimmy Page's New Yardbirds had just played on a new album. And it's not the debut Led Zeppelin album I'm talking about. This also took place at Olympic Sound Studios in London, but a full month before Zeppelin's own recording sessions. For one of John Paul Jones's last projects as a musical arranger before concentrating fully on the new band, he hired his fellow bandmates to accompany him. In April 1969, the LP was released as Three Weeks Hero by American singer P.J. Proby. But the album did not achieve cult status until much later, when people finally began to recognize the famous backing band. Fifty years ago, on September 7, 1968, Jimmy Page brought his three new bandmates to their very first gig. They played a pair of shows at two different teen clubs around Copenhagen. For the next week, they would be shuffling all around Denmark and Sweden, bringing their early Zeppelin material to unsuspecting audiences who'd come to see the Oddbirds. From the end of 68, here's some improvisation from the earliest Zeppelin show known to exist. On September 10th, 1970, Led Zeppelin were heading home to England after completing their sixth U.S. tour. They had just finished with a show presented by Boston College, giving fans two full hours without any supporting acts. It was a makeup date for a festival appearance that J.J. Jackson had been promoting over Boston's airwaves. 
But when the crowd estimates reached 30,000, Boston's mayor expressed public safety concerns and refused a permit for the festival. Well, a pretty sizable crowd gathered at the Boston College Stadium anyway, even though there was no festival, and ticket holders could exchange their festival tickets for tickets to the Garden Show. On September 11th, 1971, Led Zeppelin played what was likely their one and only concert in Rochester, New York. It took place at the War Memorial Auditorium with a seating capacity of more than 12,000. Robert Plant told people in the audience to sit down so the people in the back of the auditorium could at least see something. Of course, Rochester is well over five hours from New York City, but Zeppelin still had the Big Apple on the brain. Here is how Robert introduced the song Celebration Day on stage. Well, this is something for New York City, uh, which is a place not too far away from me. 35 years ago, on September 12, 1983, Robert Plant performed at New York's Madison Square Garden for his first time as a solo artist. He was a few weeks into his first U.S. tour since the Zeppelin days, supporting his second solo album, The Principle of Moments. Robert's drummer on the tour was Phil Collins, who had played on half the album, too. Five years later, over some sizzling sausages and tomatoes cooking on a stovetop, Robert recreated their daily breakfast ritual in a filmed sequence for Phil's episode of the TV show, This Is Your Life. But, uh, every morning, sausages, 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 <laughs> and tomatoes. On September 13th, 1971, Epic Records released an LP in America, Live Yardbirds with Jimmy Page. Jimmy was able to have the album withdrawn within a week. He would later comment, quote, it had been recorded at a particularly bad gig, engineered by some character strictly into Muzak. Jimmy has since set the record straight on his two CD set, Yardbird 68. 50 years ago, on September 14, 1968, the Scandinavian tour, marking the earliest live performances by Led Zeppelin, went into a second week. They'd begun playing in Denmark, and would soon be finishing up in Sweden. Yardbirds break up in July, August rehearsals. We're actually recording by the end of September and we've done some dates in Scandinavia, to a handful of dates, but it was good, I was very keen to be able to play the material live so that we could do that in front of an audience before we went into record, so we could, we could keep the thing really fresh. Led Zeppelin would begin recording their first album by the end of the month. This is Carol Miller. Thanks for getting the let out. Check back next week for another Get the Let Out Calendar podcast.